Hello, and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. In this episode, we're going to explore the education industry, trending use cases, and the innovation enabled by Intel's Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, Mario Zorodovich, and I'm joined today by Wei Awania, the general manager of Intel's Internet of Things Education Vertical. Welcome, Wei. Hi, Maria. Hello. Please introduce yourself for the audience and share more about what you do at Intel. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. My name is Wei Awania. I lead a global team which focuses on accelerating technology into classroom and campuses. We really wanted to enable a more engaged, equitable, and personalized learning for teachers and students. Um, I think perhaps education or improve education outcome is a shared goal across all countries uh, in the globe. So from that point of view, we really wanted to make sure that we teach kids with continuous improved outcome and also make sure they are prepared for the future. I myself have moved over 7,000 miles for better education opportunity at a very young age. And a couple of decades later, I hope at this most advanced or technolo technologically advanced era, that children can get the education that they deserve and desire without that physical boundary. And that's also what's motivated us doing what we do every day. Wei, thank you for introducing um, what you do. Education is such a um, topic that is really critical right now and very top of mind for a lot of folks. Can you share what is Intel's vision for education? Yeah, absolutely. At Intel, we really wanted to bring an open platform for the education and technology community to really talk about what is truly important in education. As we mentioned, we need to have more of impactful, efficient education experience, uh, all while have accessibility to all the quality issues and access for everyone. And ultimately, we really wanted to take a uh, big data and looking at all the different ways to offer that personalized learning for teachers and students. We want to use a data-driven approach, especially with a big data, digital big data. We need to start looking at how do we allow educators to use innovative ways to teach? And how do we use uh, technologies to allow the kids to have personalized learning experience? And today in this new era, we really have to have smart learning everywhere with multiple different delivering methods to ensure that learning doesn't just within campuses, it can be conducted everywhere. And finally, we wanted to make sure that academias, educators and technology communities continue to have that focused conversation. As the education improves, we can continue to help use technology to drive it or pave its way for it. And I think, Wei, when you and I have spoken previously about education and, and the examples that you just shared um, around the vision, I think there were kind of three um, areas that really underpin those around equality, efficiency, and personalization. Can you just take a moment to, spoke to, to speak to those three concepts? Yeah, absolutely. What we found out is um, in a lot of a daily conduct of teachings, there's a lot of repetitive tasks for teachers. Efficiency is becoming something we really wanted to help teacher focus. So a lot of these repetitive things can be addressed with simple AI. So teachers are now being pulled in multiple directions. The time spent on preparing for exam papers, creating exam papers, correct them, and also curriculums. And, and a lot of these things can simply be done uh, with invisible technology support, where a teacher can focus on highest value work. 
And this apply for the students as well. We wanted to aim them on positive outcomes. So a lot of things that they don't have to focus on can be addressed with technology. The equality is on top of everyone's mind. This unfortunate disruptions for a global education really shown us the way. Um, access is not equal. So with technology, we can have collaborative platform put together that reach the kids at beyond just what's possible. For the rural area, for those are underprivileged area, we can give them the same quality education they desire. And lastly, when we're looking at personal education, we have to know one size does not fit all. The kids' interests are different. Kids' desires are different. The way they learn is different. We should start thinking about how do we offer them the personalized learning that they deserve. So tell me a little bit in your perspective um, with your global view, what are you seeing in today's landscape? Like what are really the drivers that are pushing this conversation and helping to you know, shape what's to come in this space? Yeah, and that's really is the key things all of us are paying attention to. But it boils down to three major areas that we are saying globally everyone's talking about. The education modernization. Looking at a lot of government, large and small, start paying attention. How do we digitalize our campus? We've already are very used to a personal compute with connectivity broadened. A lot of students are now growing up with access to information all the time. But our schools and campuses oftentimes are still staying behind. We have to start digitalize our campuses as well. So we need to focus on how do we deploy the technology that's necessary in classrooms and campuses in order to give that digital and new world and more modern kind of a teaching environment. Second, we wanted to take a look at the technology involvement. The fundamental things that we just talked about, access digital platforms, modernize our education. We wanted to look at emerging technology coming into this space as well. What can these emerging technology help? We mentioned accessibility, equality is important. Now with 5G, we can reach beyond the possible physical boundaries for those areas we never imagined we could. So these are the emerging technology can help. The AI, we have already talked about what AI can do. In this pandemic world, we've also seen AI coming in very handy. In the virtual environment, oftentimes teachers just don't have ability to assess how, com how comprehension the kids are on the other end are able to pay attention. So we've seen countries that are coming up with solutions such as indicators for engagement. When over 50% of the audience isn't pay attention, whether it's physical or virtual, they simply alert the teacher. And the teacher now can do a, a really fun game. They are creatives. Our educators are creative. They can re-engage kids' interest. And lastly is this new norm of e-learning. This, this is a really a way of remind us learning doesn't, doesn't just happen in school. We have to tie in that learning, provide a rigorous, relevant, and connected information within and um, outside of, uh, outside of our, our normal classroom and campuses. So these three area, education, modernization, technology involvement, and new norm of e-learning, it's really everybody start paying attention. We have to start fading them into more our overall goal of improved education outcome. It's really taking a um, student-centered approach, looking holistically at how we bring all the elements together to create um, a much more dynamic and engaged learning environment. So at the end of the day, why, you know, why does all of this matter? 
you know, what is the impact? Mm -hmm. So maybe you could mention or, or speak to being future ready. What is this? What is the output of all of this work? That's a very important question. So I think now perhaps it's a, a, a biggest time for us to realize it's upskill and reskill revolution happening. Um, there's a couple of different ways we can look at this. The future work is very different and the workforce readiness is also very important. When we're looking at Fortune 500 companies, the life expectancy of these Fortune 5 companies is only 15 years now. So there's a lot of job in the future. It doesn't even exist today. When we look at our uh, workforce readiness, uh, according to uh, Harvard Business Research, 70% of us are not ready for the job skills that's required us to do today. So just how do we teach our children? So we really have to look at it. What are we going to teach our children today? That's um, related to the skill, such as design mindset, computational mm -hmm. thinking, new media literacy, we have to start thinking about how do these kids learn as well? That's a mindset. How do we change that? Adaptive learning, cognitive management, a lot of cross-discipline training. And most importantly, we have to understand the social and emotional impact the kids today are dealing. So how do we help them in those skill set as well? Um, that's, those are the things that are very important. So we have to look at these skill sets differently and able to use different ways to help these kids to be better prepared for a very um, a fast changing future. I love that because often when we hear about the conversation on education, it's often the, you know, focused on the how do we do that, but what is the real outcome and those skills being future ready, being prepared um, is, is such an important you know, target of why, why all this work exists, right? So you have a unique position in that you're seeing across the globe what's happening on the education front. So can you just briefly share uh, maybe some of the things you're seeing across the globe that are addressing you know, to, to move towards these outcomes? Yeah, absolutely. What's interesting is um, uh, myself, uh, I'm, I'm in a very unique situation. When the pandemic first hit, our family was uh, in Shanghai, China, and my children was involved in school here. And, and during this time, we, were, we, we had to move back to U.S. where the kids was re-enrolled back in U.S. school, but a few weeks shortly after, they are back in home doing virtual learning again. But really, really puzzled me as well as doing the education work through our partners and across different countries. What we realize is a lot of uh, countries are struggling the same. However, the result is different. We've noticed some schools and some countries are very good at it, quickly adjust to disruptions. And some countries are, are, are clearly just barely surviving. So we notice some of the key trends within these schools that's successful. They are typically already started digitalizations within school. Simple things they can do. It's digital platforms installed in almost all classrooms. They have a broadcasting recording multimedia classroom set up, multiple of them within a campus. They often already created digital content, learning management software, and start using it. And throughout the years, they have trained their teachers to be technology ready. Mm. These schools are embracing technology. They don't see them as a barrier, but they see them as a best collaborator for them to teach. So this really teaches us it can happen once we do technology and understand technology better 
it can only help us achieve a better education outcome, regardless what's going to happen in the future, whether we'll continue to be virtual learning or whether we have blended learning or whether it's a little bit of a both. But the key thing is school has to start opening its mind. And as technologists, we have to start thinking about intuitive, easy, and teacher-centric solutions to ensure that everybody's together to drive to that outcome. So how do we evolve education? What's that actual roadmap look like? Yeah, that's a great question. We've been looking at this. We know it's really overwhelming information, especially for school just now starting to consider, what should I do to change from a traditional, traditional learning? So we really wanted to uh, start having school considering four different stages. And this is based on our experiences being working with countries, uh, countries starting day one and all that we witnessed them throughout this journey. The first step really wanted to encourage school to consider that engagement. What is that effective learning? The traditional teaching, it's great, but in this modern age, dealing with a digital native uh, youth, we really have to have a digital platform that's connected to them. A simple things we can do is getting a bigger screen interreactive digital platforms into the classroom. Then they can show the creative digital content. And when the virtual learning needs to happen, you already have the digital platform there to do these blended and virtualized learning. Imagine seeing a Zoom, that little faces that we are seeing here, you and I, showing up in the 14-inch screen versus 18-inch. Experience is very different. And these screens can be rotated in different ways. Size can be vary, And it can be tools for the kids to inter, interreactive as well, whether it's in classroom or whether it's at home. And the second piece we've been telling people is thinking about that collaborative of things, the equitable learning. Access doesn't happen just through some of these virtual webs. We have to have education-specific applications targeted just for learning. So the collaborativeness is when we started with some country, the goal was very simple is to have that school-to-school -school communication to provide quality teachers to all areas. And then we started with school-to-community to give the kids some of the hands-on experiences otherwise they would never have. And now with pandemic, we started to extend that technology support to have a school to home, even home to home. We are starting to doing a lot of open, open source, open platform on the web-based real-time protocols to ensure we have education specific applications designed for teachers to school to use to allow that collaborative learning experience. And the third piece we wanted to look at is managed. This is really to connect. We have the engaged, we have the collective workloads. Now we have to start thinking about how do we tie this information together? And the integration of this information is, is very critical and important. Once we start putting the informations together and ensure some of these things are being managed locally and some of these things managed in the cloud, and very smartly, how do we connect them? We can ensure the data security and we can ensure that user experience. And lastly, it's very important when we start doing that connectivity, our design are scalable. Our designs are flexible, modular, so they can be future-proof. We know education is not a one-stop shop to stop at today's point. There will be new changes coming down. So these scalable integrated design will help us doing that. And finally, we have always talked about education cannot be one-size-fits-all. Mm. This is a final piece of being adaptive, personalized learning. We have all the data point up to this, up to this um, stage right now, the fourth stage, we can tie those together. 
we can truly integrate the self-paced learning and improve teaching and learning outcome impact for individual students' need. And this is where we think that with these four simple steps, when we're looking at today, it's what's important. I think future, nobody knows what's going to happen, but we can all prepare for it. And we have rec recognizable methods today we can all follow. So we're really looking forward to discuss with everyone who are interested and show a little bit more detail of just how, how we did each of these steps. So who are you looking to collaborate then to, to work on this type of um, vision and roadmap of the future? Yeah, we really wanted to start asking people to uh, learn about Intel solutions. We wanted to work with everyone. From a technology perspective, we are already start working with our partners. Intel has a wide set of education solution providers, which you can't use today. A lot of these solution providers have ready-to-go turnkey solutions that you can implement within your school directly. We want to talk to schools who really are interested to see what technology impact will be. We want to talk to district um, members as well. We want to talk to community. It's a learning process for all of us. We are not here to say that we know exactly how to address all these issues for all these countries. We really wanted to learn more on each of these geos, each of these local areas. What are some of the issues you truly care about? We can show you what we have. We can engage in that conversation and we can easily readjust our solutions to meet your immediate needs and talk about future planning. So really wanted to encourage everyone to have that discussion point with, the, with our contact that we will show you at some point. And just having that dialogue with us, we'll be more than happy to discuss the possibility here. What would you say then to the solution providers that actually help to bring those solutions? What, is, what do you need from them and how do they collaborate with you? Yeah, that's a great way. What we realize within each geos, the success of education solutions has to be a joint effort and it has to be a local effort. Really wanted to encourage all the solution providers based on that region to start pilot with us. We have done this successfully in a lot of Asia countries. We wanna work with you too. And there's no better time than today with this unforeseen disruption provides a great opportunity for us. Maybe we can start with your local schools to establish some pilot trial runs and establish a repeatable things that we can all do to come up with that school and teacher centric solutions. And you're doing, you're looking to do this across the globe, correct? Absolutely, we're looking at across the globe. Um, we have seen this interest from all governments all around the world, and we are certainly here to lean in and to bring in that discussion. How does someone get in contact with you? That's a great point. Globally, we have our education groups sitting within each geos, and we also have our sales and marketing partners as well. And later on, we wanted to give you a whole list of these contact people, which you can reach out directly for any information. And to reach out directly to me, you can reach me at LinkedIn. You can find me uh, on Twitter, and you can certainly reach me through my email uh, at Intel as well. Great, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time way that you've um, shared this vision, spoken to the roadmap and how to um, collaborate with your team on this really important topic. Uh, this is Weyawani, a general manager of Intel's Internet of Things Education Vertical. I wanna thank our audience for tuning in to the Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries. 
brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. Thank you.